Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Nate Echoes Podcast. My name is Nate, and uh, this is a podcast where I talk about something that is on my mind. I pick a question or topic that I've heard and read about and echo it back to you in hopes to inspire and encourage. Interesting questions inspire people, so let's see what happens. This is episode 015, Rules to Teach Your Son, React, Part 1. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, I need to tell you something. I am a father, I am a husband, I am a foster parent, I'm a pastor, I'm a coach, I'm a brother, I'm a son, uh, you know, and we all have these roles to play, right? We all have these things in our life that we, some of us are a student, you're an employee, you're a manager, you're a CEO, um, an aunt and uncle, cousin, you know, you, we've got all of these hats that we wear. Um, uh, but one of those uh things that I get to play is not only just a father, but I get to play a father of boys. Um, for those of you out there who have boys, um, man, I, I absolutely love it. it. It's one of my favorite things. I love my sons. I've actually got three of them. Um, I've got two biological sons and then an adopted son uh, that falls in the middle there. And man, I, I love being a father of boys, not just because they're boys and I can get along with them like that, but they are all each so different. And I catch myself having to go through and figure out, you know, how how can I parent one the same uh, or differently than I can parent the other while still getting the same message across. Um, my wife and I, like I said, we're uh, we're foster parents as well, so we've had kids in and out of our house all the time. And uh, one of the things that I I am always in search for is parenting ideas, is new parenting not tactics that sounds so um, manipulative, but like parenting hacks, parenting things that I can do to be a better parent to my kids, to teach my kids the right morals and values that that they need. Because in a in the world that they live in, there that's what they're going to need to grow up with. And if I've got these morals and values that have been placed on, um, or that are going to be placed on my my kids by family situations or society or you know, my own personal convictions or spiritual convictions or the Bible, you know, whatever are going to be placed there that I, I want to look at an end product. And whenever I raise my son to be a man, I want to look at a man that I can engage with, that I will be proud that he's doing everything that he's supposed to be doing. And that's kind of where I, I kind of come back to what my, uh, what this podcast is about today. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, called uh, about leadership and they were talking about, you know, what are the things that you want to make your life known by, right? What are the things that, what are the plumb lines? And, and I did a whole series on plumb lines, uh, episode 007 uh, through uh, 011, I think it was. Um, I, I did all of these, uh, these, leadership things about where I want to be. And so when I heard this TikTok, there's a guy on on social media, um, which I know is not always the best place to find information, but I really enjoyed this. There's a guy on social media, uh, TikTok. His name is at ToxFail8, T-O-K-S-F-A-L-E, the number eight. Um, and he, he's got this great series out uh, called Rules to Teach Your Son. And uh, my brother, Adam, he sent it to me, and he said, hey, you need to check this out. And I loved it so much. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And what I loved about it is whether whether I enjoyed it or you know whether I agreed with all of the things that he 
says here. I, he's got like six or seven rules to teach your sons. He also has rules to teach your daughters, you know, rules, you know, for your husband or wife or, you know, whatever like that. He's got a bunch of them. Um, but what I loved about this is if if someone asked me, what are the rules that you want to teach your boys? When they get older, like if you could write down 10 rules or, you know, 12 rules or 15 rules, he has 15 here. Um, but like, what would those be? And I, you know, condensing that list and that being the aim that I shoot for I, I, is really helpful to me. Because otherwise you're just going to just gonna do, you get swept up in the tyranny of the immediate, right? Well, this is the most important thing right now because my, my son lied to me or my son uh, is going through something really difficult or my son's not getting good grades disrespecting somebody like those become the most important thing and that's all we focus on we kind of forget about everything else so having a a list kind of to compile them and say hey, here's some things if 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 i can do this um that'll be good my parents always used to say if we can raise if we can raise a kid who loves jesus and can balance a checkbook we've done a good job and i love that simplicity of sitting there saying we want we want our our kids to be good stewards. We want them to love God. We want them to do whatever the things are that are important or valuable to you. So, what here's what I, here's how this podcast is going to go. Um, I'm going to play the podcast for. Or I'm going to play the episode uh, in this episode. There we go. I'm going to play the TikTok for you, and then I'm going to just real quick comment on each and every single one what I think it's talking about, uh, what I like or d- dislike about it. Um, uh, you know, all of those kinds of fun things, but I wanted to do a react video. Uh, it, this isn't live react, you know, it's not a blind react to where I haven't seen it before. I, I've already written it down and made some notes. So I want to play it for you. And then I want to talk about it and I'll, I'll keep going through as, as it happens. Rules to teach your son. Never shake a man's hand sitting down. Don't enter a pool by the stairs. The man at the barbecue is the closest thing to a king. In a negotiation, never take the first offer request a late checkout when entrusted with a secret keep it hold your heroes to a higher standard return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas play with passion or don't play at all always protect your siblings don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be if you need music at the beach you're missing the point carry two handkerchiefs the one in the back pocket is for you you marry the girl, you marry her family. Be like a duck, remain calm on the surface, but pedal like crazy underneath. All right, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, it, it was something that I really enjoyed when when Adam sent it to me. Uh, and, and so here's what I want to do. I'm going to go through each and every single one. There was 15 of them. Uh, and I'm going to go through each one and really just make a comment on each one, uh, what I like and what I don't like. And at the end of it, uh, what I want you to do is I want you uh, feel free to comment, like, share, uh, do anything like that. But I want to hear some of the rules that you would add or that uh, maybe these that rule helped you in this life situation. Um, maybe it was taught to you, maybe it wasn't taught to you. Maybe some of you grew up without father figures in your life, right? And that's where some of these apply, and, and you had to learn these these the hard way, and you wish somebody was there to teach you these things. So uh, so I'm just going to run through some of these real quick, uh, and we're going to have some fun here. So the first one was never shake a man's hand sitting down. Man, this one I love because it's all about respect. It is all about respect. I remember um, 
uh, in, whenever I was a kid, my dad teaching me how to have a proper handshake with another man, right? And how you grab. There's a guy named firm grab you don't just give them a wet wet fish to to shake their hand with and you don't try to overpower over muscle them but man you you can tell a lot about a man from a handshake and and that's what he that's what he had taught me uh i was in caravans as a kid at our church our church had it and uh one of the badges was um oh i forget it was like courtesy or something like that and uh my dad and this man named dave thomas not wendy's dave thomas it was another dave thomas he's an awesome guy he did a lot of stuff for me in my life but man they showed us how to shake hands where you grab a firm handshake and you know one two three and then part and we got to practice that and i'll never I, I don't know why i remember that but i've always i've always been brought back to that and how important that respect is whenever you're greeting somebody else to to show them that you do respect them as opposed to just putting them off. Never shake a man's hand sitting down. I love it. Number two, don't enter the pool by the stairs. This one I can completely get behind. Man, this is all about cannonball all the way. Uh, and I actually noticed this uh, a while back whenever we were having a pool party in the, well, I mean, we live in Ohio, okay? I live in Ohio, Ohio born and raised, and Anytime that we're able to swim, the water is always too cold, right? There are very few days, and when I say always, I'm talking 90%, right? Um, there are very few days where the water is actually at the right temperature. It's not, it's hardly ever at the perfect temperature. And so this idea of entering the, entering the pool by the stairs, if I've got three boys, and again, I'm, I'm filtering this through my system, I've got three boys, I do not want, and I've seen it too often, people that have this privilege or have this opportunity to go swimming and have some fun, just kind of dancing around the edge, tip, dipping their toe in. Yeah, that's cold. You know, what are the things that you can do to just be like, man, I'm just going to make a splash entrance and I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I don't care what it's going to be like. I, I'm not going to be whining about this awesome opportunity to, to go swimming. So again, maybe not one that I'd have on my, my top 10 list, but it's definitely, I see where he's coming from. Number three, the man at the barbecue is the closest thing to a king. Preach it, brother. Um, uh, you never mess with another man's grill. I learned it from a, an early age. All you can do is ask questions and say, man, that's, that looks awesome and it smells awesome and you're excited. You don't mess with somebody else's, uh, somebody else's grill. They've worked hard. They've prepped it. Hopefully they've marinated it. And if they haven't, oh my goodness, you just you know not to go to it next time but that grill is the kingdom man uh the bar the man at the barbecue is the closest thing to a king everything goes through him number four in a negotiation never take the first offer man hashtag life lessons right here never taking the first offer i, I think a lot of times people forget how to negotiate and whenever I say forget, I mean, probably we're never taught. They don't know how to negotiate. You get on Facebook Marketplace and someone's got something for sale for 60 bucks. You say, well, you take 20 for it, you know, like, and then you get offended. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that. No low ball offers. I'm offended, you know, and, and go back and forth. But, but as we continue moving through our generations and, and generations teaching the next generation about what's going on, never taking the first offer under, uh, sorry, I think understanding that you're in a negotiation is is one of the first tasks, right? Um, it's not just the sticker price. If you go anywhere overseas, you know you're going to see this all the time. Um, and a lot of times we have the sticker price, and well, it's that it's that price, it's that value. But even asking for a lower price or or asking what the price is and hearing that first price and being able to walk away, I think this is just a smart idea for uh, for people to teach their sons. Uh, and daughters. None of these are gender exclusive, but I, I think these are smart ideas it, because 
I think here's what this one is speaking to. If you're not willing to walk away, then it's not a negotiation. When when you uh, learn early that that you can walk away from a negotiation, that there's nothing that you need so badly that you can't walk away, you're not in a negotiation at that point. But if someone hits you with a price for a car or something like that, and and you take that first offer, that's not a negotiation. Uh, I actually heard somebody, I forget who it was, it might have been Dave Ramsey, but he was talking about how he even went to used cars dealerships just to practice because negotiating is a learned skill, right? It's something that you can get better at. But oftentimes the only time we put ourselves in a negotiation form is when we have to have the thing that we need, like we're in need. And it's not a negotiation. We're trying to get the best deal, but it's not a negotiation anymore because uh, we're, we're willing to take whatever it is. We just want them to come down as low as possible and sacrifice. Um, but man, what would it look like if you walked into different places, some car dealerships, not even wanting a car, but just practicing your negotiation skills or walked into your boss asking for a raise, practicing your negotiation skills, taking an interview that you were never going to accept, uh, the job, but man, you're just practicing those negotiation skills. Uh, it can only, it can only be great. Um, that was number four. Number five, Request a late checkout. Man, I agree. This might be totally a dad thing to do. Just every single time you check into a hotel or an Airbnb, whatever you're at, request that late checkout. Um, And whether you use it or not, the request, asking the request, man, even if it saves you 50 bucks one time because you didn't ask for it and you had to have a late checkout, man, it's probably worth it. So whether that's on my top 10 list of things to teach my sons or not, uh, I don't know, but couldn't hurt, right? Um, Number six, when entrusted with a secret, keep it. Oh my goodness, I love this one, and this is one I definitely want my boys to know because your word is all you have in life. You can offer money, you can have good credit, you can you can be good at sports or whatever else like that, but man, your word is everything. It takes me back to whenever uh, you know, I grew up, I had a brother and then two sisters as well, um, and we used to watch Little House on the Prairie all the time. And man, Charles Ingalls would always say stuff like this, man, your word is your bond. Your word means nothing other than, uh, I mean, if your word means nothing other than, I don't even know what I'm saying here. If your word means nothing, you are nothing to anybody else. Um, and, and that just means so much to me in my, in my life as if I can sit there and look somebody in the eye and say, I'm serious or uh, I promise uh, I'm going to keep this secret. Uh, man, that that word is your bond. My parents always used to t- say things like this. Um, building trust is one of the most difficult things that you will ever do, but it's also one of the easiest things to break. And I want my boys to know that, that when, we're, when they're entrusted with the secret and they get to keep it. Um, and I work with my boys on that stuff all the time. Number seven, hold your heroes to a higher standard. This is 1,000% great advice. As your kids grow up, they're going to have heroes. They're going to have people that they look up to, and we need to be able to hold those people to a higher standard, and I want my sons to be able to hold those people to a higher standard because people are going to disappoint us, Uh, and I don't want to make excuses for them because just because I like them. I don't want my boys to do that. Just because you like somebody, that doesn't mean you have to back everything that they do. Just because you agree with somebody or you like their acting or you like their music, they can still do wrong things. And so when you have a hero in life, I want you to hold that person to a high standard, whether they're famous or whether they're me, right? (laughs) Whatever it is, I want my boys to hold their heroes, the people that they look up to, that they idolize, that they want to emulate. I want them to hold them to a higher standard. 
Yeah, just such good, such good advice. That one's that one was awesome. Number eight, always return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Mad respect here. This is something that is awesome because most likely if you're borrowing something, and it can be moved out to more than just cars, but I think it's this is just another respect issue. This is just another uh, way where you can show gratitude in a situation because if you're borrowing somebody's car, um, most likely you're help, uh, they're helping you out, right? You either don't have a car, your car can't make it that distance. I mean, I, I, I the number of times where I've taken somebody else's car on vacation because I wasn't sure if my car was actually going to get there and back safely. <laughs> um, but returning it with a full tank of gas is just saying, it's another way of saying, man, when you, when you borrow something, you're going to give it back in better condition. When you go uh, rent a, a building or a room or a pavilion, whatever, you're going to leave it in better shape than when you found it, okay? It's cleaning up after your mess. It's just respect. Um, it, yes, you need to do that. Enough said. Not, number nine, play with passion or don't play at all. Man, this is this is great information. And what I liked about this is it says play with passion or don't play at all. It doesn't say have passion in everything that you play right? He's not, he's not saying something that's unattainable, but man, whenever you're in something, be present, be there. Um, this is a big one because I want my boys to do what they love, right? That, I mean, that's the goal, but I also want them to try things that they've never done, but I don't want them to try things and only give, you know, 10% effort. I want, I want them to play with passion like they're going to do this for the rest of their life. And whenever they play that way, when they engage that way, when they study that way, no matter what's going on, it doesn't mean you can quit. You play with passion until you're done, and then you never might never have to do it again, right? Uh, in our house right now we're, with our boys, they're uh, six, seven, and eight years old. Um, we, we do this with food, you know. You have to take no thank you bites. Anything that's on your plate, you have to eat. You don't have to like it, but you do have to take some bites of it, right? And it's just another way to continue doing that. Play with passion or don't play at all as they get older and as they start their jobs and as they continue in their school. Man, I want them to do everything they can to be passionate about the things that they're doing. All right, y'all. Well, that's that's nine. We've got our last five here, 10 through 15. Um uh, and we're hanging there. We're almost there. Uh, and like I said, these are good. And if you've got any other ones that you would want to add or that, that you're thinking about, oh my goodness, here's where that came in, or here's what I think that one's saying. Uh, like I said, comment in the show notes, uh, rate, leave a review. I'd love to hear from you at Nate underscore port on Instagram. Uh, feel free to, to shoot some of those to me because I, I'm still looking for these. Uh, when, when my brother sent me this, I was like, man, this is good because they, they're constantly giving me ideas. So if you've got a son or a daughter that you've taught things, I want to hear them. Uh, these next five are, are pretty good. Uh, I, I really like them. Always protect your siblings is number 11. Um, oh, sorry. Number 10 is always protect your siblings. Truth, man. I want my, my family to protect themselves, right? I want them to protect one another. I want them to stand up for one another. And, and when I'm talking siblings, again, we're foster parents. This goes for more than just those blood relatives, right? More than just their actual siblings. This goes for people that are people that you hold close, people that you bring in friends. This goes for, uh, our, their foster siblings. This goes for their parents. This goes for other people. I want them to be able to protect one another and see it that man, this is a choice that I get to live with this person, and I want to do everything I can to protect them, to keep them safe, to be there for them, to know, to have them know that I've got their back. Because 
really, honestly, it's less about the protection of it. It's less, oh, I'm going to keep you from getting a black eye kind of a thing. Um, uh, or, or I know you can't protect yourself, but it's having that person know you have their back. So good. Some it's definitely something that I want my kids to know. Number 11, this one might be my favorite. Don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Oh, I'm going to say that again just because it's so good. Don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Again, this is probably my favorite, but I want my boys to grow up and know that what they stand for. It, the old saying, if you don't stand for uh, anything, then you'll fall for everything. I want them to have morals. I want them to have convictions. Even if I don't agree with them, all I can ask for my kids to raise kids who will stand up for what they believe in. Because if you don't have that backbone to stand up for the things that you believe in, the things that you think are right, what you end up doing, what we all end up doing is getting swayed, is getting pushed around. Our morals, our beliefs, uh, what we know is right. We're just hoping somebody else will so we can jump on that train. So we can, we won't be put in a compromising situation or in a difficult situation. But man, I want my, I want, I want to, and I want my boys to be able to have a backbone and stand up for what they think is right, no matter what anybody else does. Man, don't allow others to dictate your morals. That is a Man, that is a life lesson right there that I, I I definitely want my kids to be able to grow up with. Number 12, if you need music at the beach, you're missing the point. Man, simple things in life are often the most important. Man, uh, this summer, uh, my boy's last day of school was yesterday. And this summer, I told him, uh, I said, okay, here's my mantra for the summer is I want you to learn how to be bored. I want you to learn how to be bored. Um, if you're if you need music at the beach, you're missing the point. There's so much in the simple things of life, where if you're constantly have a screen or have something in front of you all the time, it's something that is gonna have to drive your attention because you can't just calm down. Man, you're missing so much of the tranquility of life, the things that God has for us to be able to uh, speak to us in the still and small voice in the quiet. All right, these are the things that that just they help us regain our. Um, our sense of purpose, uh, our sense of uh, mission in the world, um, how insignificantly significant we are. And man, that's that's good. Uh, I love it. Um, number 13, carry two handkerchiefs. Uh, one in the back pocket is for her, or is for you, and the one in the breast pocket is for her. Man, this is just great advice. And what I love about this, whether I, I don't carry any handkerchiefs, so it's not necessarily something that I'm going to teach, but the, the thought that I love here is plan for things to go wrong. So many times I think we we walk out the door and we just say, okay, everything's going to go completely right all the time. Why don't we plan for some things to go wrong? Plan to have your shoulder be the shoulder that somebody's going to be crying on today. Plan for a coworker to have a bad day. What are you going to plan? How are you going to proactively uh, be ready for some of these things that go wrong, especially in a, in a relationship? In a relationship, man, being there for them, knowing that they can lean on you is is one of the biggest things in life. And so kind of prepare for things to go wrong. Um, uh, number 14, you marry the girl, you marry her family. Truth. This is such a good one, and I love it for so many different reasons. And I'll, I'll do some relationship ones. I've talked with my wife, Kristen, uh, about it, and we're going to do some uh, co-ones where I have her on and talk about relationships and marriage and things like that. But, man, this could not be more true. Uh, there are so many buts or what-ifs. Well, what if this happens or what if that happens? But when you marry the girl, you marry her family, even if they're, even if they're dead and gone. 
you're marrying the family because that's what she knows. That's where she comes from, and that is what you're marrying. That that is who you're marrying. Her family is man. Her family comes with her, um, and and for my boys, that's what I want them to know as well. And you marry the girl, you marry the family. And then number fifteen again. This this might be one of my favorite ones as well. I know I said that already, but it, it fifteen was be like a duck, remain calm on the surface, and paddle like crazy underneath. Man, this is a this is such a good thing because franticness will get you nowhere. When you're constantly, you know, spastic and everything, you 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 just seem that to everybody else. We've all had that coworker that just they're late, they're behind on their deadlines and everything like that, and they're just absolutely spastic. They're accident, uh, absolutely just freaking out all over the place at all times, and, and it's just difficult. It's just difficult to engage. It's difficult to be there to help. You don't know. Um. And and I and I love this because frank, franticness will get you nowhere in life. Um, so be calm. Yes, you've got the deadline that you've missed. Yes, you've got to get this done. Your franticness isn't going to help you get that thing done. It's when you're calm and focused. Whenever when you've got something going on and you've got kids yelling at your face and you're man, you're just livid of what's going on, or your boss has done something that shouldn't have been done, and man, you're just livid. And we start to lose it. We start to panic. We start to freak out. That we're not at our best selves when we're like that. And that that idea of a duck, man, man, you're just so calm on top, but man, those legs are just pedaling, and you just get work done. Uh, there's a spiritual application that that I love on this. And again, these are things that I want my boys to be able to do. Uh, spiritual application uh, says this: pray like it all depends on God, and work like it all depends on you. Man, whenever we sit there and we engage with what's going on around us in a calm manner, we become more patient. We become more self-controlled. We become more disciplined no matter what's going on around us. And we're not allowing our, our environment to dictate our behavior. We don't, we're not allowing the environment that we're living in to dictate how we come across to other people. Well, hey guys, that's it for today. Again, uh, this was Rules to Teach Your Son. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, the compliments, the the encouragement, uh, man, it means so much when you engage and you like and you share this content with anybody. It just means the world. Um, and, and I'd encourage you, let me know what some of those rules are that you've taught your kids. Uh, maybe rules that you've been taught or wish that you were taught. It'll It'll mean the world to me. Hey, whatever you do, make today great. Have a good one.